Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad Welcome, Welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your host, Dave, Dave and Sean. Sean. is not talking to me after that Morgan Stern <laughs> debacle meaning yeah me <clears throat> love the band uh Teo Gatto was amazing what a performer just an amazing guy great people too I, I yeah all right I had too much fun let it go yeah so Sean's pissed um so he's not with us tonight and uh but I I quite frankly I'm okay with that because I've got ES Pitcher from the new up on tonight and um she let me use her real name which is kind of cool and um i hope you uh enjoy this uh their album tiny mirrors is amazing from the the beginning to the end and i I mean it when i say like you'll find a a new reason to like the album every time you listen to it and they have a new one coming out which is even better so yes without further ado we're going to get into this with es pitcher of the new up and I hope you enjoy it. And um, we got lots coming up for you. I know I promised Martin Atkins. It's a scheduling thing, man. That and we got to get Captain Sexy in the studio this time for Martin. Because I promised that he'd be here this time, even though he was here last time. That's a complicated score, story if you go back a few episodes and uh, I tell you all about it. But Martin was great and Sean is usually pretty okay. He's just pissed at me right now. We'll get over that. So anyway... Halloween season is coming. We've got Tim Gross of Grossfest, and we've got Terrence, Terrence Maine coming on, and hopefully Tom Gross too. We're not sure yet if he's coming on with the, uh, the guys from Grossfest. 
So, um, yeah. Horror coming your way. Movie reviews. Book reviews. And uh, the trials and tribulations of putting on a convention during this COVID situation. And it is a situation. It's getting old. Yeah, I know. Freaking Mothman Festival was canceled. I'm pissed. Heather's pissed. We're all pissed. But we make do. And uh, rock and roll is still there for us. All right. Right now. ES Pitcher. The new up. And thank you so much for listening, folks. Go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com for all the episodes. And go to Kettle Whistle Radio on Facebook. You get the updates there. I do go on Twitter. I'll twit. I'll twit the shows. <laughs> yeah. That's twits. All right. Enjoy. This is Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Hmm.
Folks, friends, and fiends, we're here at Kettle Whistle Radio right now. And uh, in case you were misplaced, um, I've got, well, the new up. We've got half of the new up, and I've been talking about this band for a while, from San Francisco. And um, I want to call you ES Pitcher, but what do you go by? Well, yeah, I think in life I go by Emily, um, <laughs> but I... I uh, I really have gone by ES Pitcher because I always felt like I really like my initials, which are ESP. Oh, yeah. And my, you know, like Emily <laughs> Pitcher, I feel like I should, you know, be running through a field with a bonnet on, <laughs> not necessarily playing, you know. It's a great vision. A band. I actually, that's a great vision. Um, I wasn't but you sure. Can call me Emily. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't ha- we don't have to give up your uh, super identity right now unless you want to. <laughs> that's fine for today. All right, for today, but um, Emily's good. You sure? I'm positive. Okay, so is uh, Noah Reed the shy one of the group? Um, no, he. It's uh, interesting. <laughs> we're both kind. You know, we're both extroverts, secret. You know hermits i guess is what you would say but um Hmm. he not so much but no he's definitely not shy (laughs) well good um (laughs) now i have all right well i fell in love with your album but we'll get into that um i've seen your music deemed as power alt rock um what would you call it if you were to explain it to somebody uh how do you explain the new up yeah identifying our genre has been just such an intense process (laughs) and i know you really have to niche down these days but Eh, eh. we finally after you know going through it i mean really doing actually like a lot of work coming up with this but we finally deemed ourselves uh alt electro rock Hmm. okay and so and especially i think in our album you know we have a new album coming out and we have it's a little bit more of an electro element woven through and not so much like a straight ahead rock album, which I would mm-hmm. say Tiny Mirrors isn't either. But um, this is even like a little bit more so of the um electronic element to it oh well you fit our stage perfectly um kettle whistle radio we we love well we were founded as a jane's addiction um uh fan club we'll say with uh heather taddy from paranormal state way back when and now i have sean who is not with us tonight captain sexy but he'll regret not being here i'll make him regret that and say we'll make noah we'll make noah regret it too but (laughs) that's another story um yeah so we were founded on it we we love like we love metal, we love punk, we love rock and roll, but we love like an industrial or even a, I want I don't want to say techno, but a band that can provide it live, even though when you hear it on the album, it's not, it's track oriented. But when they, when, from what I hear about you guys, you're explosive live. Yeah. I mean, what, what we did with Tiny Mirrors, our last album is we basically, we didn't want to be limited in what, um, what we were hearing in our heads. And so we basically created the album. Like we wrote the songs, then we fleshed them out in the studio mm-hmm. and really just explored 
Um, we just wanted there to be no limits in terms of our exploration. And then we figured out how to recreate it live. Mm. And we spent a really, really long time because um, we do have a full band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But we did, you know, we have a um, someone who does automation and then bass and drums. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we went through the process of, of really just like recreating the album live. And it was really intense. It was a lot of work, but that's, you know, we went in that direction rather than like correct practicing these songs live and then bringing them into the studio. And then that's the same process that we did in this case. And mm-hmm. especially because of the pandemic, you know, we were really just, it just, brought us into our studio. We did a different process where we really did everything on our own this time. And it's, uh, and so now we're just like, Oh my God, how are we like, this will be interesting how we're going to do this live. Right. So you became somewhat of a director. Cause I mean, you must've, did you have to tell like the drummer? No, no, no. Like this, or did they already know what your plan was? That is a really great question. Um, the, our, person that drummed that played drums on tiny mirrors for example he was really he's just such a fabulous drummer and so we really came up with a lot of you know like the beats ourselves Mm -hmm. where in the past it was always like the drummer would kind of come up with you know we we would have the they they would come up with their parts more Mm -hmm. or less and it sort of tainted you know not to be um we didn't want to be tyrannical, I guess. But, but no, like, it, cha- it changed your direction. It really did. And so we had to kind of, you know, take a stand and be like, this is what we wanted to, it to sound like. And even in this process, Noah came to me and he's like, I really am feeling like I want to, you know, mix and produce this album. Mm. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and really like, tr- I mean, I trust him more than any, anybody, but really, um, you know, leaning into that and he's, he's harnessed his skills so much as a mixer and a producer. And, and it was definitely also still a learning process in this case, but you know, we went for it and, and the result of that is, that it really is our, you know, what we're hearing in our head mm. coming to life. That's so important. That's everything a writer wants to see ever. <laughs> I, right. In exactly. Life. Exactly. But it's just that, you know, the skill of, of mixing and producing is just, I mean, that's something that you really have to work at for years. We would never master our own music. Like we take it to get mastered, but Mm -hmm. this is our first endeavor in terms of mixing and producing. Well, we started the show off with black Swan, which is just plain amazing in the video folks just go out there. Kids go watch the damn video on YouTube. (laughs) Um, but I came on board late. Um, I missed the EPs gold better off broken machine and the album palace of industrial hope i can't wait to dive into i caught on with you guys and forgive me your facebook sale of the new up tiny mirrors i could not resist that i I hope that that seems to be working for bands um trying to get things out there yeah you know it does it's like um it's really interesting paying you know kind of attention to those details and the numbers and doing the ads and everything. Mm -hmm. But 
what I, what I do find is that, yeah, it, it was a new approach for, you know, people that are listening. We basically gave a free signed copy of our CD. Yeah. I'm holding, I'm holding it. (laughs) Yeah. Where you paid for the, I paid for it. Yes, I did. So I, what, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was an exper it was like an experiment and, and not, I mean, nothing that hasn't been done. A lot of like independent bands are doing that, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, you know, I think what it did gain, which is really valuable are like connect real connections with people and really just getting it in, you know, just in people's ears where, and you're, we're targeting people who we really feel would like our music. And Mm -hmm. I think that when you have a CD in your hand and you like, you know, you paid for the shipping, you get the package in the mail, there's like, there's more of that connection. Absolutely. Especially the time where we like, we don't have live shows. Again, I've been doing this for now 13, 14 years. There's nothing better than getting shirts or a CD in the mail and just enjoying. And, and, And when you open it up, um, I'm not going to read this. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later on the uh, the jacket. Uh, yeah, you get a nice little, uh, well, a, a pleasant surprise. We'll just say that when you used to open up albums of old, there it was, you know, like this thing and the, the insight from the artists themselves. Now, okay, so I bought Tiny Mirrors, signed by the two of you lovely folks. And like I said, uh, before today, I define a perfect album by this, this standard that every time I put it on, I have a new favorite song. And that goes back to, I, I don't know where you are with this stuff, but Dirt by Alice in Chains. I'll go as far back as every Metallica album in the 80s. But like every, like every time you listen to it, there's a new song. Now, I'm not comparing you guys to that, but just a songwriting ability. And I, that's a perfect album. Like, and the emotions you get from one song to the next, the lyrics. Yeah, you, you my friend, you draw us right in. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I've never put it that way in terms of there's always a new favorite song, but mm. I guess I've never articulated that way, but I completely feel that way. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have artists that you love like that. Jane's Addiction. Every song is so different. Um, yeah. And then kind of read and then all. Yeah. Again, like I will have my favorites on an album and then that favorite changes Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a testament to how it, the timelessness of it and how you can just discover um, something new in something that's familiar. Indeed. Yes. And relating to, and your lyrics really encompass that. Now the two of you met at a festival. Um, I have to ask you which festival that was. Well, it was kind of not so much. It was like a camp out, um, show, mm-hmm. which was actually fish. Oh, a jam <laughs> fest, fish. a jam fest. Yeah. And it's funny because we, you know, I, uh, like completely appreciate them as musicians. I mean, they are absolutely phenomenal musicians. And I, I would agree. A lot of our friends, you know, I mean, they still tour and are huge still. And, um, and we totally appreciate them where it's just like, we're, we both, it's not necessarily like our, how do I put it? I really, really appreciate them. And I definitely go and see them again here and there, but I'm not, um, like one thing with Noah and I is like, 
our taste in music is so similar and it evolves so in, in such a similar path. Like it is insane how we, um, we just evolve. And so like when we go and see a show at San Francisco, um, there, there's like no one else we know that's there. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. And so it's like a lot of th- music that our friends like is not necessarily, you know, it's like, we'll go and see that. I just feel like there's too much music to see and experience that right. I can't like go and see the same band, like, you know, 200 plus times. I just can't anymore. I'm like, I'm, there's too much music to see. Yes. So, um, anyways, but I, I'm just saying that because where, um, it used to be like, that was our thing and it's just, yeah. So we're, you know, and I, and we kind of like, we're friends with a lot of people that were in jam bands and we've just never really fit into that. So yeah. anyways, no, I, I totally get long that explanation. But no, no, not at all. Not at all. It, it, no, it, I, I totally understand that in more ways than you can possibly imagine. Um, so do you want to make mention of your other live performers that play with you on stage? Yeah. So right now we have played with Hawk who is, he does a lot of the automation. He does play flute, but he does a lot of the automation, like the synths and, um, and, again the the like kind of soundscape that we create and then um nick is our bass player and then our it was our drummer but unfortunately he moved back uh to maine over the pandemic Mm -hmm. so um we're kind of in the process of looking for a drummer but we're not it's we're not like at all freaking out about it um (laughs) just because we're really, really focused on creating, finishing our album, really putting it out there strategically to, so it can be heard by the people it's meant to be you know, heard by. We're kind of doing some traditional marketing and some very untraditional, like non-traditional marketing and going about this in an entirely different way. So we're just, um, you know, we want to play shows when it, makes sense (laughs) not only for with the pandemic and whatever and everything that's happening but just um you know we kind of used to do the thing where we'd like put out an album and then we'd book this tour and this tour was nuts and (laughs) you know we would just kind of be like playing in places that we've never played it before and no one really knew who we were and we're just because that was what we were supposed to do and just book this tour and so we're just like not going about it that way at all so we're kind of like um we're gonna play the shows that make sense for us to play Mm -hmm. you know where where there's a demand to see us and where people know of us and and it really is coming down to like analyzing our market and you know where our fans are and et cetera. So it's like we're like if we need to just fly to go do a show, we'll do that. Oh, I'm, I like to hear that. We want yeah, you. We want sure. you out here. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> we, we yeah, always. That makes sense. It's like we would. I mean, I it's insane what we would do. I mean, we would like play these shows, and then when we we're coming back out to the West Coast we would do shows, you know, cause everything's so 
spaced out out here. And that's what I love about the East Coast. Like we actually thought about moving out to the East Coast for a minute because everything's so close, mm-hmm. so much easier to tour. And then out here, when we'd start heading west, we'd do a show, we'd unload, and okay, so we'd we'd load in, do the show, play to like, you know, two in the morning, unload, and then drive all night, mm-hmm. all the next day until we loaded in the next day. Like we wouldn't, there wouldn't be, we wouldn't have time to go to a hotel and like sleep. So someone would always, so everyone would be sleeping while someone was up driving, doing the shift and we do shifts. We would do that for three nights in a row. Oh my God. Like it was That's, crazy. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that anymore. No, I, so I, yeah, it, anyways, I get it. A, a, a tangent turtle on that one, but um, you know, as we'll we'll find our drummer. I trust the universe that we'll find our drummer. And then, when if we play on the East Coast, then we just play with art, you know. <laughs> tangent turtle and happy hermits. I love that. <laughs> um, that's your next album. Um, <laughs> uh, before totally. I get, but before I get into that, there, there is a reference there. I, I I have to get back into. Um, do are there are there any R and B or hip hop influences in your music? You you clearly have mastered bass and beat, where no one seems capable of doing that in rock right now. Like you you really your beats and your bass are like spot on, and I miss that in in all rock music and uh, like. I, I don't know. Are there any uh, influences back then? 80s, 90s, R&B, hip hop? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely... And I love that you asked that because I think when people say who are your influences are or who are your influences, people often assume that's like who you're trying to sound like. And you're tired of saying... You're you're tired of saying Mazzy Star, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always (laughs) like, gosh, my actual influences, we don't necessarily sound like any of them. No. I mean, my favorite singer is Billie Holiday. It's like, there you, go. you know, it, it, so where I, where we find inspiration. I, yeah. So thank you for noting that is not necessarily what, or where, who we're influenced by is not um, manifested in how we sound, but, but you, you know, good, you beat. know, we are huge. Yeah. It's like, I would say, you know, I mean, Stevie Wonder is one of my all-time oh, favorite artists. Oh my God! You you're the first person in 250 shows to agree with me. <laughs> I swear to God, you're the first person. He's just like we've seen him three times live. Oh, envious. And just like crying oh. and hugging. So I mean, he's just a huge, huge influence on us. I mean, I just really think that he is, um, you know like the greatest artist of all time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a huge public enemy fan. <gasps> I saw them in 87 with anthrax, Allison chains, Megadeth oh, no, and Slayer at Madison square garden. I re- I remember hearing about when they played with anthrax. I saw them like, um, Oh my gosh. Eight years ago at a small club here in San Francisco. Mm. And it was incredible. Yeah, Clash like, of the yeah, Titans. So... It was the Clash of the Titans tour um, when I still lived in New York. Oh, how awesome. Oh, my God. And but remember, you know about... Yeah, when they played you... with Anthrax. Like, I remember hearing about that because um, uh-huh. in my music marketing class, I take all these... I'm like a serial course taker. But <laughs> in one of my music marketing classes, they talked about these combos of you know totally different genres that toured together. And they were talking about Public Enemy and Anthrax. Boom. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And dude, oh, that day, 
Oh my god. Um yeah, Flavor Flav got on the drums and played cuz he's a drummer. You know that, yeah, right? Yeah, that I know. Yeah. No, not many people will actually know that. I saw him play him. I, uh, oh I my know. god. I do know that and like but when I saw them, he didn't and so um uh, but that's super cool. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I think you know, we're just we love like it's like we're Biggie fans and we love like um you know, I was just I'm yeah, it's just more of kind of like the the older hit hip hop like Midnight Marauders was is oh. just like such a classic album. <laughs> I, there's just so many um yeah, I was so I, what I would say is like you know, rap and hip hop and R&B are all huge influences for us in terms of like what we not what we sound like but what we seek in like what we get inspiration from it gives you that backbone to play off of that's the way i i've always looked at it um exactly like... it takes the whiteness out of the rock <laughs> yeah um <laughs> funny you should say that because i just found out like uh my corn tickets are getting refunded uh well megadeth that's something else and faith no more just canceled uh so yeah hopefully we get our money i saw faith no more back in the day and uh let me tell you hot off the press they were um yeah encompassed everything we just talked about um, I have a heavy question for you, but we'll wait till um, after this next. I want you to pick the next song. We open with Black Swan, which folks, again, oh. kids, check out the video on YouTube. Give them a like. And um, what would be the next song you'd like to play? Off of that album. Um, let me think. If you pick the same one, I'm going to be upset because I want to go out with it. But it's up to you. Um, <laughs> gosh, I would say... Tell me which one you're going to go out with. And then I'll... Well, I would definitely want to. I think we have to go out with uh, Corners of Our Mind, but I also love oh, The Vapors. Okay. Uh, so really. Oh, I'm glad you like that one. I a do lot. too. So, so you, how many songs total? So uh, it's up to you. Pick... How much time you got? <laughs> um, so if you pick. Yeah. I mean, if we do, if we do all three, if you did um, Black Swan and then Corners of Our Mind and The Vapors, I mean, I think those are three. Perfect. That's great. All right, folks, listen, this is off of the new up, Tiny Mirrors. We're going to do Corners of Our Mind, and um, your vocals here are pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I don't get to ever really get to say things like that, but yeah. Um, all right, so, folks, and you can find the new up. Well, we'll get into that later. Let's check out Corners of Our Mind. That is definitely my second favorite song. And uh, we're here with um, Emily Pitcher. She's letting me say Emily. <laughs> <laughs> We can go with You're the allowed. S. I could always go back and edit. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you.
Folks, friends, and fiends still with us. Thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. I've got Emily, pitcher, from the new up. I'm, I, I have struggled to get them on the air. It's well, not really a struggle, but you know, sometimes it's, messages get lost and people get busy, right? Help me out. And, yes, and I appreciate <laughs> your effort. I do, of course. Well, I wasn't going to give up. Um, but in other news, on the East Coast, there is a chicken wing shortage. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Whoa, chicken no. wing for yeah a, a, a shortage of chicken wings during football season not going over too well but it made the news anyway wow <laughs> right i don't think it's gonna hit you guys all that hard but yeah all the best conversations happen off the air and i I've, i asked um emily if she was a writer outside of music and it ends up uh you, your your answer was the best you're oh, right. wait, did you, and were you asking me, am I like a writer in terms of writing? I, I might've misheard the question. Were you like a writer, writer, like a word writer? <laughs> well, I like your answer was actually better than what I wanted, but oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. But you write per, per chord progression, per, progression for your music, but do you actually write, write? Yeah. I write, write every single day. Okay. That's huge. 
And I'm really, I'm, I used to get all these really fancy journals and I was going through them so quickly that I just go to the dollar store now and get like a bunch of those cheap notebooks, but you have to have good pens. <laughs> yes, you do. That's, yes. Good it's pens. Like, if you don't have a good pen, forget about it. Oh my God. Right here. Click, 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 click. Yeah. It's a good pen is hard to find. <laughs> it is. It is. And then when you get a batch of you know, new pens and you're like not feeling it. I'm just like, Oh man. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, I write every day and I do different kinds of journaling and, um, I write about my dreams and I use, you know, different prompts. And then I do this kind of technique called scripting. Hmm. And then that's really how I've come up with uh, like almost all of my lyrics is wow. through journaling. Okay. Well, they say writer writes, you should write every day. I, I am a writer. I've been published, but I don't write every day and I need to get back into that. COVID kind of made me lazy where you'd think you'd have more time. It, it did just the opposite for me. So, but we stayed very busy with the show. Um, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And, and yeah, I, I will, oh, and I was going to say, too, I write a lot of, co like, copy and, co you know, content for our social media. So, good. Um, I, yeah, I, I actually really love it. And one thing that I've really done, um, and especially, it would, like, really happened right before COVID, but um, I, I'm just kind of, a, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with, human behavior and I'm obsessed with just growing as an individual and really mm. kind of exploring the shadow sides. And, and I've all, that's why I'm an artist. Cause I feel like I can creatively express that. And I really always felt like I kind of kept that part of myself that like more of my spiritual self. I'm not religious at all, <laughs> but I consider myself very spiritual and I always kept that separate. And mm -hmm. when I started really saying like my creative path and my creative self and my spiritual self, like are no longer separate. I can't keep them separate anymore. And I felt it was almost such a relief to just say, okay, I'm going to, you know, again, not keep these separate. And I think the world, you know, I actually just did a little Instagram live on this. I think the world would be such a better place if we didn't feel like we had to keep our creative, fully expressed selves separate from like our real live selves. And so when I started really sharing vulnerably and writing, um, you know, doing these journal, like, kind of journaling and really speaking from my heart and kind of speaking vulnerably about my experiences and my stories. And I, I never had so many people reach out to me and, and this mm. would be like on the new up, you know, and, and sharing that story and kind of making it part of my topic wheel essentially in the content that I would write. Again, I never had so many people DM me and, and message me saying, you know, I like, thank you so much for, for sharing and like that I help them to feel less alone or, yes. you know, that it, and that to me is just like, I'm like, that's what being an artist to me is what, you know, like not, 
I'm really uncomfortable with putting anybody on a pedestal and mm. to really have that true, true intention is to make impact in that way. And, you mm. know, I think again, um, there's art is like perceived now as just entertainment and it's like a form of escapism and like we, you escape from real life. And I, have really been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, I feel like our message and our music is really about like not escaping. <laughs> mm, yeah. Being in it. Um, it's clear. Um, everything you just said, yeah, you convey um, the message to your audience. It, you have this symbi symbiotic thing that I can't, um, I listen to this whole thing backwards and forwards several times and I drive for a living. So I listen to it all the time. And, um, yeah, I can see why people are DMing you or getting to you personally, uh, on a personal level, because you are getting a message across that I, I honestly, I don't know. You get into that ethereal part of the brain where people are like, they feel like they're alone. And Black Swan, I think that's what that video is about. Um, and, and then it isn't. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, you have a method there. And um, I totally understand why you're getting these messages from people saying, hey, you were, I relate to your situation, everything you wrote about, this is amazing. Because yeah, I, you have a way, you, 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 a very professional way of getting into their heads and what they're looking for. Oh, thank you. Now, do you share in the writing, the two of you, or is it pretty much just you or? Yeah, we do. Um, in, in the last out, like some often, you know, I'll maybe more like spearhead a song and then Noah will more spearhead a song. Um, I feel like it with tiny mirrors, it was very collaborative and then, you know, I, and then in the past albums, it was like, I was doing a lot, um, I think probably like a majority of the writing. Mm -hmm. And then in this album, which is really like unique is that because Noah, it was really a lot of what was in Noah's head and wanting to give him hold space for him to create that. He actually did a real, a lot of the songwriting um, and there's one song in there that I wrote from, you know, stem to stern. Mm -hmm. um, but then the lyrics, we both um, equally did. But yeah, so it's really kind of like I it was a really big battle of my ego in a lot of ways to be like, not only did he ask to mix and produce this album, it was really like, you know, his mostly his song ideas. And so. Yeah, again, my ego was like, no, but <laughs> I really did a lot of work and I was like, okay, let's do that. So yeah, there's one song that I wrote, but we um, do this process together where we wrote all the lyrics together, which is really um, a fun process, actually. Wild. Yeah, I don't get that too often. I, I have interviewed many um, duets, we'll say. Uh, uh, we've had a lot of female, male um, oriented groups on here and... Um, yeah, seldom do they share that. One does the music usually, one writes the lyrics um, mm -hmm. for every other song. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's interesting to hear that you guys are sharing lyrics. Yeah, I know. Well, I, again, besides the song that I wrote, I, I did write all the lyrics to that too. Um, but yeah, I think, 
again, I was mostly a little maybe heavier on the songwriting and the lyric writing with the other albums that I, again, relinquished power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Not easily. But, I can tell not easily. <laughs> I know, right? It was really like challenging a lot of, I mean, it was great because I was like, okay, I'm going to lean into this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really come out well. And then he's, um, you know, but I was really able to get in his head a lot and really make it my own in terms of like the vocal performance. And yeah, so because it's like, usually I'm writing my own melodies. And so he wrote a lot of the melodies. So that was, it was great, because it was like, <laughs> getting me out of my comfort zone and you got into somebody else's head <laughs> yeah and i'm already in his head like you know probably more I'm than sure I'd you like. are <laughs> i'm sure you are there's no way to avoid that at this point um i gotta say this too um after well, i was so happy to get the cd i just i i don't know i'm a, a child like that even though I, i'm older so I, I enjoy getting an album um, and opened can, up, you guys signed it. Can and I then, ask, did you just get, did you just see the Facebook ad and you were like, huh, this looks interesting? Um, it, you know what, um, with my, uh, with Kettle Whistle Radio, I'm on the radar for a lot of bands and you guys kind of like fell right into that. So I was told to like, hey, check out, check out this band. Then I went there and the boom, there it was. Yes. So the marketing worked. <laughs> if that's what you're going for but yeah i'm, I'm a sucker because we always um we tell people on this show you buy you buy your music you support your artists you pay for the shirts um buy that go on itunes and buy it or go i'm sorry uh what's the big one uh the, the good one where you um uh, where the the artists get all the proceeds um shoot i forgot there's there's a really yeah is it um oh what's the site i don't maybe you guys aren't on it oh shoot but yeah, we try to promote people buying their art because uh, you guys, you got you guys pay for it. You're um, <laughs> like, like right here. Okay, when when I um, when I bought this, you brought me back to a time with your liner notes, and um, right here when you open the CD, and I'm not going to read all this, folks, because you need to buy the CD <laughs> to get all of this stuff. All right, pay the money. All right, so some things we hope you feel while you listen. Now, I haven't seen anything like that ever. Um, back in the day when I used to buy vinyl and you open up that huge vinyl cover and like, and you get all those cool notes and like, wow, what were these people thinking? Here you are telling us what we should feel. <laughs> and I think it's brilliant. Oh, awesome. I'm glad you liked that. Yeah, I'm not going to read it. I mean, it. again, we don't have as much um, real estate on the, like, discs, right? They're... Mm-hmm. they're like there's just like the, the inside right it's not quite like an album but um but yeah i'm glad you appreciate that. it's very personal it's very personal you know uh so i'm not going to read this you guys buy the disc and then you can read it and you might get it signed we'll see what happens um so it seems like you had a clear and focused plan of attack when you were writing and arranging tiny mirrors like what were you after was it a, like a awakening to people yeah, you know, and it was really it I feel like um you know, it's like the the fragments like it, it's sort of this um and, and I think it's sort of thematic with our music in general, but where it really explores the kind of the the shadows and the 
the the darkness in our beings and like a kind of our inner world being a reflection of our outer world and not being afraid of exploring those shadows because I think when you bring them into the light is where you really experience connection. Hmm. And hmm. so I think it it's often a sort of, you know, it's it's kind of a bliss outside of ignorance a little bit, but it's sort of there. It's, you know, it's like, um, looking at the external world and seeing the fragments and where things feel disconnected and always Mm. kind of equating it to where things are disjointed and fragmented within Mm. and, uh, and, and really tending to that inner world in order to, for their connection to be in your outer world. And, and it, so it's like, we always feel like we kind of interweave this darkness with hope. And, um, because we are very hopeful people. And, uh, so yeah, it's just really being, um, not being afraid to really look within and know yourself and use that as a means of actual connection and yeah. um, at large. So, well, it's clearly evident that the world needs the messages that you're conveying on tiny mirrors. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that was your goal in awakening, like I said before, but like trying to wake people up to themselves. Yes. And that is like, I feel is a little, is even kind of in a different way, a continuation into this next album. I think that's really a lot of, you know, what we really strongly feel. I mean, Noah and I both um, really strongly feel that it's so imperative to, to really honor the, the truth of who you really are. And I think in this day and age, it's really, really hard. I mean, especially right now I'm really finding that everything's so polarized and it's really hard to listen to your own inner voice. It's really not um, popular to Hmm. really think for yourself. It's like you think (laughs) this way and you're in this camp, or if you think this, you're in that camp, like the gray area, the, the places where we can just observe, it's not really, you know, popular or let alone encouraged in our society. And I think that, you know, to really um, cut out the noise that's all around us and to really like get in touch with that inner voice and that inner compass and really figure out what you think and feel um, because it's so tainted by what society thinks or belief systems that you've picked up when you were a kid. And it's like a... Uh, of like who you are or what you should be or can be. And um, it's just, yeah, I feel like original thinking is really hard to come by these days. And especially in a world that is just a a plethora of distraction (laughs) and a plethora of, of energies that are, are really pulling at our attention, maybe and not in the best way and kind of pulling attention away from, tending to our own selves and our own gifts and our own light, you know, and our own, the own work, the work that we need to do. And so I'm just a real huge advocate of doing that and not saying like, 
um, you know, do it this way. It's like, cause your path or your, you know, exploration, your like inner work is so different than mine, hmm. but just encouraging people to be empowered truly from like an internal place. Everything you said. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I, um, I don't, I, how do I come back from that? All right. I, I have to ask you because I'm going to go right to um, one of my goddesses here. Are you a fan of Concrete Blonde and Jonette Napolitano? I really, really love her. Yeah, I am. And it's funny because I've thought about just doing like an acoustic cover of Walking in London. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'd love to hear you do that. Um, but I think she's amazing. And I, you know, I I'll like look. I'll tune into her, you know, I try to try to like, I haven't followed her in a while, but same um, here. Yeah, I'm no, guilty. I, love, guilty. I love her. Never get enough of it. The reason I say that um, uh, a strong female presence has been a part of this show um, in recent years. Like we go from like doom metal with Gwen Strang from Frail and Lindsay Manfredi from Cold recently. And uh, oh, my God, these are powerful female voices and I, I feel like i'm talking to one right now and i also feel like you need to contact perry farrell to get on that Lollapalooza tour because <laughs> you are definitely his type of people man just saying i'm just saying thank you yeah um but yeah i uh yeah i really you know um appreciate you reaching out and again i know it took us a minute to get together yeah, but uh indeed yeah, just having these conversations about art, because I really do feel that the artists are the connectors right now. It's like mm -hmm. there's so much division. There's so much polarity. I really think the creatives and the artists, if, if done in a, you know, with intention mm -hmm. and integrity are, are like really going to be the ones that unify and connect us. And Absolutely. it's like now I'm like. God, like music and art is just, that's the essential work. <laughs> yeah, it's the only common denominator lately. All right, real quick questions before we go out with a song. Um, who was your strongest influence? Oh, gosh. Um, as a female? Sure, why not? Um, I would say, I, in terms of starting to play music, I was a really, got really into PJ Harvey. Interesting. In terms of in terms of like actually wanting to start playing music. And then actually one of my dear friends who passed, she, um, her name is Diane Izzo. She's became one of my dear, like closest friends. And she was someone, she was a Chicago musician and she really inspired me to, to start playing and writing my own songs. And so, um, I'm going to say her as well. But did you, uh, did you write a song about her? I have, I have. And, um, it's called the one song. It's um. It's called Gold, and it's on the album Gold. The EP was that the EP Gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Like I said, I got in late. I apologize. I got oh, on with yeah, hey. this new you know, one. <laughs> like I always say, new music or music. What do I want to say? Oh, music is always new to new ears. Boom. That is, thank you. I, I say that all the time. When we, oh. have, we, we, we get like older bands on here and I say, listen, you're going to be new to somebody right now that never heard you, you know, and that's very important because then they go back and check out the catalog, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
But, well, David, it has been just a, a pleasure speaking with you. Indeed. I'm glad. I'm glad. We'll do it again, I hope. Um, one, one last one. Do you like horror movies? No. <laughs> we get that, too, every now and then. All right. So I do want to go out with The Vapors. Can you at least tell us what that one's about? Um, yeah. It's really about um, kind of... Uh, listening again to these sort of outer voices and and like the sort of negative talk outside of yourself and being mm. and 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 making sh- and checking in and not being influenced by that. Perfect, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my God, it's like my new theme. All right. Um, this is where actually Emily, you need to plug your stuff, tell people where to find your stuff, and make sure they buy their buy your stuff. Yeah. And so, well, what I'll say is go, you know, I really encourage people to go to our website. Um, and because that's what we, you know, that's ours. No one can take it away from us. You know, mm-hmm. who knows what could happen to Facebook tomorrow. Even though <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. Know, but right? we're all at, um, you can go to our website, which is just the new up.com. And then everything of ours, if you go to Facebook, Instagram, you know, we're on all digital platforms, whatever platform you use, but it's always slash the new up. Thank we got we got that. So <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. And folks, hey, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist, issue two will be available. Go to burningbowlpublishing.com for the first issue. And if you're into horror, go to fairlydarkproductions.com for all kettle whistle radio episodes like this one. And all if you want to buy some weird novels my my shit's there you all know that but um yeah i want to thank john young and d factor and yard panther our house bands and go to society-13.com for all your podcast needs and i want to thank you emily pitcher for coming on and the new up let me tell you folks get tiny mirrors you will not be disappointed we need some rock and roll thank you so much all right emily you have a good night and uh thanks for doing this you take care all right, you too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. 
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.